I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory... Hey chickens, um, I've been responding to Bert's message on patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard. Um, that's also where you can go if you want to uh, find a link to the cheap Doctor Who magazine deal. Um, I don't get a kickback for it, by the way. I just thought you might want to know if you were like tossing and turning and uh, do I need to get Doctor Who? It's a bit expensive. Cost of living is pretty at the moment. So it's a cheapy one. Um, I mean, it's not that cheap, but still money. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Bert has a couple of things he wants to talk about. Uh, first up, he says, I've been nothing but excited by every possibility bandied about through the Hooniverse recently until something you offered this week about the possibility that Russell T. Davis might be hitting a series reset button. Gasp. And that's why he's calling the future season one. He says, I've always hated it when other franchises do this. Star Trek, I'm glaring in your direction. Uh, it's such a lazy way of reaching out to a new audience while seemingly holding a middle finger up to those who've supported the show to get it to where it is. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Um, he says, I admit that trying to keep canon correct while also finding new directions to write in with something is mind-bogglingly complex. Uh, in Doctor Who, and it must be getting harder with each passing year. But its history is its strength. So I, for one, am terrified at this reset prospect. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I mean, again, this is just a theory uh, that I have, but I feel like with a reality-bending... Uh, antagonist like the toy maker in that final episode of the 60th anniversary specials that you know he's able to do things to reality that are monumental and huge and i i don't think it's going to be as big a reset as implied 
um, by it being series one. Uh, what I think it will be is, you know, Russell T. Davis has always been very clever about keeping the old, um, ushering in the new and still making them kind of harmonious. For instance, the Time War. The Time War did such a big reset on the whole of Doctor Who canon that we weren't really sure what survived it. Like, so many things had been wiped out by it. Uh, the the Time Lords were gone. They eventually came back after nine, ten seasons, whatever it was. Um, you know, the, the, it, the whole, like the Daleks were gone. They came back. The Cybermen were completely gone, but came over from another universe and they have turned up in all sorts of other ways. So, yeah, I I think it will be that kind of a thing um, where we don't know what's been reset and we don't know what is still a part of the new paradigm, the new uh, universe going forward. Um, I feel like the Doctor will kind of like sidestep whatever has happened um, because it's the Doctor. They always seem to get around these things. Um, but, you know, maybe fewer people know who the Doctor is. Uh, maybe, you know, the reset is such that some things can be new again. Some things can be recalled. Maybe only the Doctor knows things from the past and he discovers... Uh, that things have changed um, and is discovering how they've changed. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if you watch Neighbours. <laughs> oh, my God. So, when they cancelled Neighbours um, uh, at the end of last year, uh, and then this year they brought it back because Amazon uh, um, using it as a linchpin to their freebie network in the UK um, and apparently doing quite well. Um, so, Neighbours came back and there was a two-year gap um, in the storyline and people were hooking up who had barely even spoken to each other. People who we thought were married had completely broken up and we didn't know why. Anyway, this week in Neighbours has been flashback week um, where everyone's being caught up on some events that happened and why certain people moved away and why others are coming back now and all this kind of thing. And it's been so bonkers. <laughs> It's just it's so silly, um, but yeah, you know, like what they do when they do a time jump in a show, like when in Lost, you know, when they went to the past and it was like, what is going on? Um, Desperate Housewives, I think, did a great time jump where you're like, what has been going on? Oh, The Morning Show. Does anyone watch The Morning Show? I just recently watched episode five of the third series, which. Uh, had a big recap of a whole bunch of things that had happened in between the previous season and this one. And it was like, oh, that's what that's about. That's why she's concerned about that hack. Um, so, yeah, it's... I kind of love that that sort of storytelling where there is a gap and uh, the, you know, we're finding out at the same time as some of the characters what went on before. Um, so, I wonder if it'll be that kind of a reset where maybe the Doctor doesn't know anything um, and, you know, the, the everything's new. Uh, or the Doctor knows everything and the universe doesn't know anything. Or just... It's it's like a it's not going to be a hard reset. Not like they do over it. Oh my god, DC Comics does it about every two years. <laughs> they did years ago this thing called Crisis on Infinite Earths, where 
um there were a lot of multiple universes like there were the multiverses you know which is starting to creep into the marvel universe now um and I guess also into the DC cinema universe. I mean, there's always been a multiverse in the Marvel comics, but the multiverse in uh, DC comics was had kind of become unwieldy during the 70s. And there were lots of, you know, weird storylines. They also had just bought another comic company. And so that was like its own individual universe um, so they had this big event called Crisis on Infinite Earths where all of the continuities were meant to kind of crash into each other and everything was reset but some people some of the writers and artists didn't want to reset so they just kept going <laughs> Whereas others were like starting, like Wonder Woman and Superman started from scratch again, but Batman kept going and it was just, it was a whole thing. Um, then there was Batman Year One by Frank Miller and David Mazzucelli, which was amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was a whole thing in the 80s. And then that was because the the miniseries where that happened was kind of successful. They just kept doing it. They just kept kind of rebooting it all the time. Um, so, I think they're up to about their fifth reboot of the entire DC universe. And it's, as Bert says, it does really feel like a big middle finger to anyone that's been following along all this time and really enjoying it. And it's like, well, you've actually now pulled out everything that I was having fun with. So, why would you do that uh, in an effort to get new people to come along? Like, why can't you just make it good? <laughs> Like, making a good should get new people to come along. Um, but I absolutely have faith that uh, Russell T. Davis will see us right and that the 60th anniversary stories will be a lovely nostalgic callback to the way things were. I feel like the the Children in Need uh, five minutes has kind of given us a taste of what it's going to be like. It's going to be a little bit more family and uh, frothy than I guess it has been for the last few years, which I'm kind of excited about. Uh, like, that will be fun. Um, and, I mean, starting with the Star Beast is always going to be amazing. Like, it's, you know, one of my favourite comics. Uh, if you haven't... If you haven't experienced my deranged retelling of it, um, you can grab it over at patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard. Uh, it's on the theoretician th tier. I read out the comics. Um, and I'm currently in the middle of Endgame, which is where the eighth Doctor, uh, as played by Paul McGann, meets the toy maker um it's his debut comic strip so it's uh it's a bit of fun uh and then we'll get on to the final episode of the liberation of the daleks which is the 13 part story that's been running ever since the power of the doctor ended and it continues straight on from the doctor regenerating and it takes place in that hour that uh, the Doctor talks about when he pops out of the TARDIS into the generator, the genesis of the Daleks. It says, oh, an hour ago when I was a brilliant woman. Um, so, yes, uh, that is all very exciting. Um, anyway, Bert has more thoughts. I have barely scratched the surface of them here this, <laughs> this episode. We'll continue on with how he felt about uh, Let's Kill Hitler and Stephen Moffat in general. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 